yeah, one of the big things about it is also recognizing that everything can either be medicine or poison. So like the way that you structure your schedule can be really supportive for you. The way that you structure your business or your launches can be really supportive for you. Like the person who's more earthy, the way I see them approaching business is totally different from the person who's very fiery. The person who's fiery can be launching things all the time. They can be launching multiple things. They can probably juggle a lot of different things and be really on point with that. Whereas the person who's earthy is like, yeah, it doesn't excite me, but like I could book out, you know, one-to-ones and retreats for the whole year and take my time. And when they lean into their gifts, that happens really easily for them. And, you know, again, we just live in this world that tries to box us in all the time and tell us to do things a certain way. And Ayurveda gives us this opportunity to be like, oh, this is my unique gift. How can I amplify that? How can I make that more magnetic? How can I lean into that? And like I said earlier, like work smarter, not harder, because you're working, you're kind of going downstream rather than trying to swim upstream against your unique energy type. Welcome to Modern Happiness, where we believe happiness is a choice. Our goal is to share how we and our high-performing guests choose happiness, covering topics such as fitness, mindset, relationships, business, and much more in today's world. Here are your hosts, Matt Mahalik and Taylor Sleaford. Welcome back to another episode of Modern Happiness, our happiness homies. We are so excited to be sitting down today with Kaylin and Marie. Kaylin, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm so stoked to be here. Hell yeah. We're going to have a great conversation with Kaylin. Taylor, how are you doing? I'm the best. The best I could ever be. Wow. Because yeah. it's the best day of the year and it's happy hour. It's happy hour. It's happy hour with us. we're here together. Yeah. This you get great. this hour with us. So that's <laughs> going to be happy. We are deuceless tonight. Unfortunately, we're... That's our producer that, is That's deuce. a fun way to say it. We're deuceless <laughs> uh, for the second guest episode in a row. Unfortunately, that's the way life goes sometimes. But we're diving in today with Kaylin. And Kaylin, we're going to start off with some rapid fire so the guests get to know you a little bit. All right. I'm I'll ready. Kick, I'll kick it off. We love showing some gratitude. So what's one thing you're grateful for today? Ooh, I'm grateful for my mom. Yay. Mm. I love my mom a lot. Yay. Moms are the best. Today. Shout out, Kathy. I'm grateful for my mom, too. Shout out Sheila. <laughs> Sheila. My mom's Lori. We call her LB, though. Oh, Shout out to LB. LB. <laughs> I love that. Nothing like a good nickname. I feel like when, you're, uh, when your friends have a nickname for your mom, it's just like ultra cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Love that. Nice. Awesome. Okay. Most used emoji. Mm. Ooh, I would say that face that has all the hearts on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I like it. I like mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Just a bunch of love. Mm-hmm. Just feeling the love. Yeah, it's how I feel most of the time. So. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. That's good. I love it. I love it. Uh, what is your walk-up song? <laughs> she she is she is laughing so hard right now. She either knows exactly and she's afraid to say it, or she's blanking. I feel like it's a semi-evil laugh, or like. Uh, well. I don't have a specific song in mind, but I think this should be prefaced with the fact that I'm five foot two and weigh like very little. I'm a small person, but it would definitely be something really like 
gangster. Yeah. Like I'm mm. from New York, so it's like that. it's gonna be something like you wouldn't expect looking at me. I, I would <laughs> love to see you coming into uh, like DMX, like bum 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 bum. Where are my fucking dogs at? <laughs> and you just walking up, yes. which you wouldn't even walk up gangster. You just like you would float into the room. Yeah, like a I fairy. Like that, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Um, or like Sabotage by Beastie Boys. That's coming to me right Ooh, now. Oh, yeah. Okay. That would be a good yes. one. Okay, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I just, love this. Just hitting hard. That's awesome. Um, okay, favorite book. What is your favorite book? Mm. Favorite book. I was an English major, and so there's definitely – that's a hard question. Um, I love Happy Pocket Full of Money. I also love – the You Are a Badass series. Mm. I think Jen Sincero is a brilliant yeah. woman. Yeah. Like all of them are just so good. I've listened to all of them multiple times. Oh, shit. Um, should I get that? Should I get on that? Yeah. You're a badass at making money? Yeah. I'm just, She's I'm just so on the money funny. roll. So funny. Oh, and really? Like really, really has some like genius approaches to rewiring your brain around money. Ah, cool. Okay. I like it. Nice. Mm. All right. Good stuff. Anything yeah. else? Um, this one's kind of like out of nowhere, but um, their eyes are watching God, mm. which is like a very old school book, mm. but has just always been something that I found really beautiful and um, very multidimensional. It has a lot of perspective and um, makes you think. Yeah. Okay, cool. Nice. Should I get that on the list too? Yeah. The list gets yeah. longer and longer every time we do a podcast. Read all the books, Matt. I, I can't ke- I know I can't keep <laughs> yeah. up with the guest <laughs> suggestions here over here. I know. I made a goal to read two books a month and I'm like just about to finish my third and I'm like got so much anxiety. So so I'm I got these little behind. books over here, you know. Tribes was ninety eight, this dollars flew to me easily was like eighty two. Oh, that's what you need. Just cracking through them. Yeah, I've got yeah. like is that, four that, books. That kid's right book now. I saw in your room. Yeah, there's, there's a few children's <laughs> books. Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. yeah. Not yeah, not exactly Winnie the Pooh, but uh, there's some visuals for sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right, next uh, rapid fire. Uh Kaylin, what do you did you want to be when you grew up? I actually um I wanted to be a writer. Mm. And I wanted to just write a lot of books. I also wanted to go into the publishing industry. Mm. Um, what, but, ki- what kind yeah. of books? What did you want to write? So I wanted to write like fiction books. Um, <laughs> also like I feel like there's a nerdy. story here. I'm a little nerdy. I was telling somebody on Friday we had an entrepreneur happy hour and I mentioned that I'm a fairy reincarnated as a human and mm. somebody was asking me about my first memory of realizing that I was a fairy and I was like oh that's a great question and it took me back to being in like first grade staying homesick from school and writing in my notebook this whole story about like being a fairy living in the, <laughs> living in the forest wow. <laughs> okay we might have to stay here that's for a incredible. second because my very first note right here is fairy reincarnated <laughs> Because I was at that entrepreneur happy hour and you went up there and you were like, whatever you were saying, you're like, yeah, I'm a fairy reincarnated and just like smiling. And I'm like, you like, I just get fairy vibes from you. <laughs> and I wanted to ask more about this. So we're going to put the last question on pause for a second since we're on the topic. Okay. What does it mean? What, what do you mean when you say you're fairy reincarnated? <laughs> 
Um, well, like you said, I have a lot of fairy energy. Um, and I don't know, I've just always resonated with fairies. And um, I love being like in nature and like being a child, you know, like having that childlike energy, like trying to balance on rocks and like skip stones. And also like, I definitely have a little bit of like a playful trickster side, mm. which is really fun for me. And mm. um, I like kind of being this like contradiction of, you know, you hear a business coach and you're like, oh, they're probably, they wear a colored shirt and like, they're very serious. And I walk in the room and I'm like, hello, (laughs) (laughs) like not the kind of energy that you'd expect. Um, Yeah, I guess that's the best way I could describe it. I'm curious. What does it look like? You say you play tricks. How does that show up in your life? What kind of tricks? Mm. Well, back in the day when I used to be in my 20s and go to bars and things, um, this is the first example that's coming to mind. This isn't the only way that I do. (laughs) But um, yeah, I remember this one time, and I would do this all the time, like have a game that we would go into. So like maybe pretending to be somebody. Mm. (laughs) But this one time I had a bag of baby carrots and um, at a bar at a bar okay, okay. <laughs> as one does taylor yeah <laughs> same so just making sure don't? i track oh yeah okay. always. you brought carrots always. to snowboarding last thursday so it's <laughs> <laughs> actually true <laughs> yeah they're a great snack yeah yeah good for yeah. your eyes you know that's what they say that's what they say well i decided to be the carrot fairy and <laughs> try to sneak baby carrots into people's pockets that <laughs> didn't know. And um, that is so how, funny. How? It worked out great for me. <laughs> <laughs> Covered up all my carrots. <laughs> Got to eat my dessert that night. Wow. <laughs> I would love to come home and be like, why the fuck is there a baby <laughs> yeah. carrot? In my pocket? Can you imagine? Like, like wait, there's another one in this pocket. Like, yeah. Where? <laughs> yeah. But also they feel so weird that yeah. like you'd put your hand in your pocket and be like, Ugh, you wouldn't know immediately. Thing. Be like, what? Man, <laughs> definitely need hidden cameras next time. Yeah. That. Yeah. Next That's so time. funny. All right. Is there our final question, Taylor? Uh, final question. Um, what is your superpower? Mm. I have been told that my superpower is um, allowing people to feel seen. And mm, interesting. Yeah, and like seeing beneath the surface of maybe how they're showing up or what they're saying, and um, I've had that reflected back to me a few times. That's really cool. I'm curious um, if you have like what is the earliest memory of maybe someone bringing that to your awareness, or even your own awareness of like seeing other people. Hmm. Or do you feel like that's more recent that that's been brought to your attention? I think I've always done it, um, but also, like, growing up and, you know, being, like, a young kid or a teenager who can see something that maybe somebody doesn't want to have seen. Mm. Like, um, I remember uh, in high school one time somebody was upset, and I noticed, and I said something, and they got uncomfortable because they were trying to hide it and I I saw it and asked about it um so I definitely like went into this state of suppressing it because it felt like not Mm. fair and then coming into 
coaching and other career paths that I've gone down, I've learned that it can be a superpower, especially when, um, you know, somebody's carrying something that they maybe don't realize they don't have to carry alone. Yeah, that's really cool. I can definitely relate part of being a projector. I feel like that's in line and something I've always noticed that I like observe things differently, but definitely like having that awareness. Um, and actually, as you said that, I thought of a time I used to coach at a gym and there were moments where I saw someone who like, they were very visibly upset, but like not many other people. Luckily at the time I handled it well. I was like, Hey, are you okay? She's like, yeah. Told me what happened and could kind of let her do her thing. But I can definitely feel what you're saying, the heaviness of like how to approach that. So that's cool. It's interesting with, I feel like the past few guests, maybe not immediately, but like, I don't know, the last 10 episodes or so when we've asked people that some of them have said that they've known or like, like, Oh, I could see this when I was a kid, like this would show up, but you're not really aware of it. And yeah, maybe for one reason or another, you suppress it maybe for your own self-awareness being like, Oh, I made this person feel weird. I'm not going to keep doing that. Maybe it's parents being like, you are not supposed to say that shit, whatever it is. But it seems like when people, when we ask people like, Oh, have you always been aware of that? It's like, yeah, I guess it, you know, reflecting, it's come up a lot in like childhood and then now I'm rediscovering it and using it as my superpower. And I just think that's super cool. Yeah. I see that a lot with like empathic humans or like very intuitive and all of us are intuitive, but especially when people like wake up to their intuition and they start cultivating it. I see that a lot where they're like, Oh, this has always been present, but for one reason or another, um, I felt the responsibility to, change it or hide it or like not share it as openly as I do now. Mm, Yeah. That's cool. Okay. So getting into, I don't know, maybe we stick with this with, I feel like there's a lot of, so you wrote like helping people through the energetics, the energetics of success. Mm. I feel like that's pretty related because kind of being intuitive in the way that you are, um, has a lot to do with energy and it sounds like something that you also teach people to kind of lean into. What is it, what, I guess, what does it mean to, um, be successful through energetics? Mm. I think it means diving past the surface level of what we are shown success is. Um, you know, when people really sit back and look at, what success is to them, they often find that it's really unique, you know, and it's not something that you can simply bottle up and create like a formula for. Um, But in that respect, it's also unique to everyone and everyone has like their own unique path to success. And um, so much of the time when we go past what the surface level is like, oh, I'm going to make this much money or I'm going to change this many lives or this or that like underneath that is this more subtle expression of it and I think when we connect with that and move from that space it's more anchored it's more clear it's um we stop worrying about like what the next thing is that we're supposed to do or like how we're supposed to scale the business a year from now or anything like that and they can really sit back and be like oh this is what's true now And I can trust more, you know, like 
I can release the fear, the anxiety, all of these other things and actually be in a state of success presently, even if the surface level expression of it isn't there. Mm. Yeah. So what does that look like if um, you have the goal, I'm going to make X amount in 90 days or I'm going to have this many people sign up to my program or whatever and like all that with good intention because, I mean, at least coming from we are, right, uh, you know, who who would you say your niche is? I, I wish I should have had this down, but like you help who? I help like intuitive entrepreneurs, coaches, healers, service-based leaders. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Wow. I just had a big bang. That freaked me the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Cool. So when you're helping people like this, and I feel like that's kind of where I am and the people I work with too, you know, um, maybe not as deep into that, some of them, but even still, um, we're all here showing up because it's not about the money we hope at least obviously money's helpful um but we do want to change lives so when someone says something like that you said like going a little bit deeper like oh i want i want to help you know 10 people this next month or whatever um can you tell me what that kind of looks like yeah totally um you know when i work with people and they set the goal of like okay i want to work with 10 people or i want to launch this group program or whatever it might be um I think the best way to describe this is we're not just looking at that. You know, it's, I said earlier, like it's the woo and the do, right? So like, here's the goal. That's important, right? Here's like the, the minimum goal and here's the stretch goal. I think those are both important, but when you connect more so like energetically, you know, who are those 10 people? How do they feel in your space? Like, how are they meant to be in your life? I think that our clients and our friends and all the people that come into our lives are actually these soul contracts. So it's it's not even so much up to us. They're just destined to be in our lives and we have to get out of the way. And more of that energetic factor is figuring out how am I in my own way? Um, you know, Am I making that decision from my ego of what I think I should be doing? I should be holding a group program because somebody said that in order to scale your coaching business, you need group programs. And to have a group program, I need to have 10 people in it. Mm -hmm. And that's what somebody else did. Um, But it's like, if you actually feel into the people that you're meant to help at this point in time, it might actually be three people. And that might totally change the game of what you're serving. You know, and if you feel into them and how they're meant to be supported, like if you really are connecting with where they are now, where they want to be, how they want to be held, you might wind up coming out the other side with like, oh, I'm supposed to be doing one-to-ones and it's supposed to be a totally different price point. Does that make sense? I feel like I could go really deep on yeah. this and I'm trying to keep it tangible. You, you can go <laughs> deep because I'm, I'm following and uh, I'm going to be selfish and I, I like to learn too for myself. So uh, if you guys aren't keeping up, you know, <laughs> slow, slow down the speed of the podcast a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I'm curious, like how, how are people getting in their way? Like what are things that they're doing? I think you kind of touched on the surface there. Like I'm supposed to do group and have 10 people because someone said that, um, what else, what else are people doing that are getting in their way? And then like, how do you help them navigate that? Mm, There's so many different ways. I mean, number one is like shitting all over the place. Mm, Taylor (laughs) Taylor loves helping people not shit on themselves. 
Yeah, he, so. he comes with paper towels and wet ones <laughs> and wiping up shit all over the place. Yeah. I mean, and it's such a human thing, right? Like we, uh, from day one are told that we should walk and we should talk at this point. And it's like, it's part of the program, you know, and when you go out on your own and you're building your own business and you're becoming the leader of your own life and the leader of your mission, all of the shoulds are actually coming from you, but there's so much reprogramming in the subconscious and the ways that we show up and even just like our schedules. Um, it, it can take a little bit of time, you know? So like, for example, I mean, I've helped people with this in numerous ways, so I'm just going to kind of spit fire some things. Yeah. Um, I have a, a few different types of people that come to me. One is like the very fiery person and they, their whole life, they've gotten to where they want to go by doing, 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 being very fiery, being forceful, being in control. You know, they're kind of like the alpha in the room. They might be the loudest and like the, the more aggressive approach to things. <laughs> Matt's looking I was, around. I wasn't going to say <laughs> it. What? But, uh, Are you talking to me right now? <laughs> I know a guy. Continue. I'm listening. <laughs> um, and so they come into the space and a lot of the times they're they're like working harder than they need to. They're working harder, not smarter. And so part of what we're trying to reprogram is like, okay, if you're working really hard, but it's not being effective, then how can we peel back? some of this and figure out what is effective and lean into that. Um, so that's one type of person. Um, the other type of person is a bit more like earthy and like chill and they like to take their time and that's a beautiful thing. And sometimes they'll get in their own way by maybe not believing themselves, not seeing their own worth because we live in a society that, values the person who does do all the things and does work really hard. Um, so they sometimes have a hard time choosing themselves, which then leads to struggling, you know, the struggle of other people choosing them. I'm so curious. Um, I think this is still along the same lines. I'm not, not trying to change the subject, but Matt and I talk about this a lot of like, you know, doing what feels good. And I, I, I hear kind of what I'm hearing you say of like realizing like, how do you operate? And that just because, you know, we're all, all three of us are entrepreneurs, right? So like, just because this one entrepreneur or my mentor is running a program a certain way, doesn't mean I have to, right? Cause how I show up and at some point you got to be like a little uncomfortable, right? You got to like do things. Maybe there's all, there's always things we don't want to do. So I'm curious, like, what is the balance or how do you help people navigate those two things? Yeah, I think that's. That's like the golden ticket. Right? Oh, okay. Well, you do you know? have the golden ticket? <laughs> well, it's like you said. Because we'll shut the podcast <laughs> off and we'll monetize that right now. Yeah. Okay, we're going to put together a whole course. Yeah, so yeah. We'll it's called the golden the ticket. Link in bio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Only 20 spots available. They're going to go fast. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Whoa, there I just got a text. My garment just rang. It's full. Never mind, everybody. Forget it. It's full. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's different for everyone. Just like you for said, sure. you know? Okay. So maybe I could ask a better question. How do you, uh, where would you start with someone who's like, I, you know, this feels good, but I feel like I should also, I have my own thoughts and theories. So I'm kind of just curious what, what you would do, um, with someone who 
isn't sure where that balance is of like, do I need to keep trying this thing longer to see if it's right? Or, um, cause I think there's a lot of, there's like certain communities where it's like, people are just so in touch. I've, I feel like I've been around a lot more people, maybe more the spiritual community of like, Oh, what feels right? What feels good? And I think there's definitely something to be said for that. And, you know, sometimes we got to just like do the thing, right? Which is why Absolutely. I'm super curious. Maybe we're diving now into the woo and do. Woo and do, baby. Yeah, totally. Um, so I always tell people like start messy, you know, like you're never going to be ready. Um, and I, I feel like that's a really important thing to, to take into account. But the other, like the approach that I take as a coach is high quality questions create high quality results. So if you're in a space of trying to figure out like, okay, I'm on the fence, like I'm launching, I see this one all the time. Like I'm launching and the launch isn't going how I want. I only have like one or two, or I don't have anyone in and I only have a week left. And you're trying to decide like, should I just not be doing this course? Is this not the right time or not the right person I'm talking to? Like, that's a great time to sit down with a coach and have them like ask you questions to really dig because some of this might be maybe your messaging is off, you know, maybe your structure, your pricing isn't the right kind of medicine. I always think about it like, you know, if you're a doctor and you give somebody a prescription, you give them too big of a prescription or too low of a prescription, it's not going to work, right? So there can be misalignment in those aspects. And also there can be a space of like, um, you know, maybe there's not full trust or maybe there's not like, full embodiment or maybe it's like you've been self-sabotaging and you haven't even spoken about the course because you're afraid that people are going to say no to you so you actually manifested people saying no um so yeah I, I would start with just like getting these really good questions in there to get clear on like is it is it that you should be doing the thing or is it that you shouldn't be doing the thing because mm. either one could be true and it's so unique to each person mm, i i had um feeling the yesterday morning where I wanted to la start the process of launching this membership offer. The golden um, ticket? This is the golden <laughs> ticket, baby. Oh. Do you know without us? This is uh no, it's the um <laughs> this is the bronze ticket actually. <laughs> it's the entry it's the entry ticket. Um it'll get you in the gate. It's the ticket to get the ticket. It'll yeah, it'll get you you'll watch Willy Wonka do a somersault in the front courtyard, but you don't get to swim in now the chocolate. I really river. want a chocolate bar. <laughs> oh baby. Man. I wanna lick the schnozberries, man. <laughs> uh so anyway. And I was just talking with a friend, uh, an old friend from New York and yeah, it was like uh I was going to launch the thing like mid-March and I'm like, first of all, I feel like it wasn't enough time. And second of all, I'm like, I'm just, just like, I'm not feeling the, like, so again, this has come up so many times in the podcast. So you're going to hear me say this for the hundredth time if you're an avid listener, but um, there's like these two types of resistance. The resistance, like what Taylor was talking about, this resistance of this is hard. Another type of resistance that this doesn't feel good. And I feel like we want to stay away from this doesn't feel good. And we want to lean into the stuff that's hard because especially if it's, you know, it's going to get you to where you want to go. And yeah, maybe you're just not good at it. So let's lean into that. Let's get good at it. And let's, you know, if it's like posting on Instagram, let's start posting on Instagram and that's going to get you more clients or whatever. That's one example. And I think to start, you know, maybe a lot of people can't separate those two feelings of resistance, but the better, the more you ask better questions, the more you start to um, get introspective and um, get in touch with yourself, you can start to separate those feelings. 
Anyway, I feel like I was at a point where I'm like, was able to separate those feelings and be like, this doesn't feel good right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to push it back till maybe mid April. And that felt really fucking good. And I was like, I was like, good, I can take more time with this. Like, I don't need to force this. Um, so kind of leading, leading back to this whole thing. It's like, like you said, there's no one right answer for someone. Uh, you were kind of talking about the fiery person, which felt like me, this earthy person kind of felt like Taylor a little bit. Um, not fully, but you know, that person who, you know, maybe is, is afraid to put themselves out there or doesn't believe in themselves. Like, yeah, maybe it's time. Right. Okay. So you can take this away, but maybe it's time for that person to, uh, to do the things because they haven't been, or maybe it is time to like lean into that power of trusting yourself. And just because you're not like the, the Nike, just do it person. And that fiery person, which society has always told you to be like, that's fine. Let's lean into your power of being more earthy. Uh, and then the fiery person being like, you've been doing, 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 you need to slow the fuck down, chill out, not work so hard, take some deep breaths, blah, blah, blah. So I don't have a full question here. <laughs> I'll dive in. I yeah, got some thank thoughts. You. <laughs> I mean, I like what you brought up. I think awareness is huge, which I imagine with you asking more questions that helps <clears throat> with that awareness. Cause I know with my clients and even just people in general, they don't know the difference between this doesn't feel good. And this is hard. Like to them, it's just the same. Um, and I think, you know, my standpoint is the more I've done this, I feel like you got to know the rules before you can break them sometimes. So I'm more on the camp of like, okay, let's try something. And then if after you go all the way through and you're like, that doesn't feel right, cool. We'll try something else. So if that is like, oh, I tried a group program and you know, one week until launch, I don't have any clients and it just didn't feel good. And then you uncover like why it didn't feel good. Cool. Try something else. But I do think a lot of people are stuck in that paralysis by analysis where they just don't take any action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have any thoughts on all of this? <laughs> well, actually, there is a third archetype that Ooh. I didn't mention. Oh, yeah. Which Hit you us. just, your projector just picked up on it, I just think. sensed <laughs> it. Ooh. <laughs> Feeling the energy off tail right now. Smell your musk from here. By the way, if we didn't say, Caitlin and I are both projectors, so we're just having fun yeah. today. Yeah, that's super important to bring into play. Two projectors. And if uh, and if you're new here, Human Design, we got a podcast with Amelia Broughton, episode whatever. Go find <laughs> it in there, just search for it. <laughs> Learn about human design. Super valuable information. Yeah. So go yeah. ahead. Um so there's the fiery person, there's the more earthy person. And then there's the more The airy, watery person? Oh airy person. Almost, yeah. Yeah, if this were, if we were looking at it from like Chinese medicine, it'd probably be like airy or watery. Um, but my, my perspective on like everything is Ayurveda. Um, I see it in like lifestyle, food, business, all the things. And um, Ayurveda looks at us as a reflection of nature. And so you can see that in like these three different archetypes of humans and they actually are better known as the doshas. So fire is pitta and earth is kapha and then air is vata. And those are Sanskrit terms. And the vata is more of the creative person. And like you would see them in society as the person who um, like maybe pops into the party and they're like, hello. And they're super stoked and they're, you know, they're talking, they talk really fast, um, but they're also super creative. And so sometimes those are the people that get into like paralysis with their creativity, with their 
decisions. They struggle to make decisions because they're in the ethers and they can see everything from that bird's eye view. And so sometimes that actually can be a really big challenge for them. Um, I don't, you didn't have a direct question, but I did no, want to pull yeah, up that point. No, I was just <laughs> curious if, yeah, any thoughts on all of this? Um, yeah, you, I mean, <laughs> you make a really good point. That is the golden ticket. That's what everyone's trying to figure out. Um, I think that's the problem is that if there, if there was one, like, you know, it's like relationships. If there was a book on relationships, like this fucking golden book, it would have been written and we would all have it and no one would have any fucking problems, but that's <sighs> not the case. And it's the same for all of life that we all have our different experiences and we're trying to navigate it from our own past wounds and all this shit that's coming up in our different situations. So yeah, it's always going to be different. Uh, I'm curious if you could tell us a little bit about a little bit more about Ayurveda. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> you kind of said it with those, you know, those three archetypes, but um, yeah. What does Ayurveda mean and how does it work with what you do? Uh, yeah. So it literally translates to the science of life. Um, and it can also heard from past mentors that it can be also translated to the science of you. And so it's literally this formula of looking at yourself, um, seeing that you have a genetic blueprint, the way you were born, your natural way of being your natural, like body type, the balance that your body is meant to be in. Um, and also you have this kind of energetic state, which is what we constantly fluctuate through. So you might be fiery at a certain phase in your life, and then you might be more earthy or more airy at other phases in your life. And it's one of the reasons why I lean so much towards it is because it's not fixed. It's not putting you in a box. Like you are always going to be evolving and changing and it recognizes you as that. And, um, yeah, one of the big things about it is also recognizing that everything can either be medicine or poison. So like the way that you structure your schedule can be really supportive for you. The way that you structure your business or your launches can be really supportive for you. Like the person who's more earthy, the way I see them approaching business is totally different from the person who's very fiery. The person who's fiery can be launching things all the time. They can be launching multiple things. They can probably juggle a lot of different things and be really on point with that. Whereas the person who's earthy is like, yeah, it doesn't excite me, but like I could book out you know, one-to-ones and retreats for the whole year and take my time. And when they lean into their gifts, that happens really easily for them. And, you know, again, we just live in this world that tries to box us in all the time and tell us to do things a certain way. And Ayurveda gives us this opportunity to be like, oh, this is my unique gift. How can I amplify that? How can I make that more magnetic? How can I lean into that and like I said earlier, like work smarter, not harder because you're working, you're, you're kind of going downstream rather than trying to swim upstream against your unique energy type. I love this because it, it keeps going back to this idea of like know thyself. And Matt and I talk about this all the time. And that's like really where I start with all of my clients is like the more you can be self-aware, the more you can understand your gifts and who you are, whether it's human design or Ayurveda or like past guests that we've had, it seems like it's all kind of starting there. So I'm curious, what does that process look like for like you and your clients? Because I imagine a lot of us, I don't know, maybe they sign up with you and they're like, okay, what do I need to do? What are the things? What's the golden ticket? Um, what does this process look like helping people understand? Are they fiery? Are they earthy? You know, what works for them? 
Yeah, great question. Um, so, <laughs> I was gonna comment. I was gonna, yeah, that's all we do is ask great questions. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor fist bumps. We should change your podcast to the Great Question. Podcast. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Modern happiness is built on great questions. Mm, there it is. <laughs> I like it. Tagline. Yes. Yeah. A new tagline. Um, yeah. So whenever I work with people one-to-one, I start off with an energetic assessment. And so it's basically just figuring out um, what their their balance state is and anything that might be bringing them out of balance. Um, so a great example is like when you're feeling super indecisive, that's a sign that there's some kind of imbalance going on. Mm. Um, so I give them a few things that they can work on in order to kind of like calm that and coax that. Um, but also we do an energetic assessment of their business, which is another little fun thing that we get to dive into. And, um, my perspective is that like your business has a consciousness of its own Mm. and you have your own consciousness. And obviously they influence one another. They're not separate, but I think it also is a way to alleviate that human tendency to control everything and feel like, you know, if the business fails, it's me failing. It's like, Mm. or if the business succeeds, that's me succeeding. It's like, you're just here to be a human and live your life. And like you said before, really get to know yourself and be the greatest expression of who you're meant to be. Um, but also what I find is like when, when you're trying to navigate, like, Oh, how do I launch this thing? If you have this perception of, Oh, my business also has a consciousness. then rather than being this solo entrepreneur, who's doing all the things themselves, you get to be like, what does my business want? You know? Yeah, this is, well, it's funny that you say that Amelia, who Amelia Broughton, we had on the podcast for human design told me that she figured out the human design of her business. Um, so that's now like the second person that's you're all fucking crazy, <laughs> man. <laughs> I say that in a nice way. Crazy, like crazy, like this is good, crazy. Um, so it's interesting though. I feel like we keep coming back to this theme of like unlearning. Mm-hmm. So much is about our preconceived notions or shitting on ourselves, or like we spend our whole lives thinking we're one thing. And then it's like the more that you can let go of everything else, the easier it becomes. Do you feel like that's true? Absolutely. How does one let go? <laughs> I've been. <laughs> the way you ask. <laughs> <laughs> well, because, you know, I've been into this for a few years or whenever. And it's like really even last year, I remember struggling with like the idea of letting go. And it's like, well, cool, let go. But like I still have to do shit in my business. And I'm like, oh, it's like doing the things and letting go of what happens after. Um, yet it's really hard to do to not get wrapped up in my business fails. I'm a failure. I suck at this. I'm not good at business. Like, damn it. What's wrong with me? How, why can't I get this shit right? I've been doing this for X amount of years or months or whatever. And you know, it's just not happening for me. How does one let go more easily? Oh my goodness. If I could channel God right now, (laughs) (laughs) let's go. Should we try? (laughs) Three, two, one, go. <laughs> is there a dance? Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. Is that not oh, how it works? I love the tongue movement, Taylor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> it felt right. Yeah, I you thought we were doing what felt it. right. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna get him a dance, but I'm, I'm gonna be back right safe now. Safe space. Stuck. I'm glad we don't have the camera on right now. This is oh super safe. I wish we did. <laughs> yeah. uh, I could do it again, <laughs> but I'll save it for the golden ticket course. Ooh, Excellent. Bonus number one. VIP access. Only. Wait list. Wait list coming yeah. at you. Yep. <laughs> wow. Where were we? Letting, um, letting go. Letting go. I mean, do you? Is it channeling God, or do you have? <laughs> do you have a way you help people let go or is it just again is it just like let's do it and ask better questions deal with that as it comes how did i become enlightened mm. oh, i'm just kidding uh, let me tell you <laughs> 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 no but really it's like i think part of letting go is recognizing that we we aren't fully capable of letting go we are in human bodies you know like if we were able to completely let go and live this free life like we would be transcended or we would be totally nuts living you know under a bridge and like you know and i don't say that as like everyone who's living under a bridge is nuts but i mean like for those of you listening to this podcast (laughs) under a bridge right now we love you (laughs) you are not nuts yeah you're the person next to you is nuts (laughs) but you are not um yeah but like you know they like there's this perception. So I've obviously I study a lot of yoga. Ayurveda is a sister science of yoga. And there's um, the phrasing of like the renunciates, the people who completely let go of all worldly possessions in order to have the sole pursuit of um, letting go yeah. <laughs> and, and connecting with God and becoming enlightened. And we don't, really live in that world like we don't live in a world that's set up for that and so the other term is homeowners and so it's like yeah we have all these responsibilities and you know talking uh, like reversing back to earlier (laughs) revisiting what we were talking about earlier um about like oh it's not about the money and simultaneously it is right like you need to make money in order to keep a roof over your house or to eat healthy food and to nourish yourself. If you're ever going to nourish others, like you need to be able to nourish yourself. You need to be able to take care of yourself. Um, so there's ways to practice non-attachment, you know, um, some, some people here might be familiar with like cord cutting or like energy cleanses and things of that nature. Um, just practicing non-attachment in general, I think is a lot of like going back to like reprogramming the mind, the way we see things and try to control things and make stories out of things and make things mean things that they actually probably don't mean. Um, so there's definitely a lot of like mental work that we can do, but completely letting go and becoming enlightened. Like the day that that happens is the day that you probably leave your body. So that's a tricky one. It's yeah. a yeah. tricky one. I, I feel like it's, I mean, you, you kind of said it's like letting go of the expectation of the outcome, right? And it's like you can still have an intention towards something, but it's more about your perspective that, <clears throat> hey, if this doesn't work out, it's for my own good kind of thing. Like this is all, and I feel like anytime I've actually let go, it's because I was just like, okay, whatever happens. Like I want this to happen, but if it didn't, um, but yeah, it seems very nuanced for sure. Yeah. Which is why I think I think people get too caught up in trying to figure that out rather than actually just like being present. Yeah. Yeah, and like you were saying earlier, there's it's a double edged sword, right? There's this power in letting go where it's like 
if you think about it from this perspective of like, if anyone's ever tried to sell you something and you can tell like they really want to make the sale, like you're going to feel the pressure and you're not going to want to be there because they're so attached to it. Like it's going to push you away. That's why I've been crushing my sales lately. Yeah. When you're not attached, people (laughs) feel it. Totally. I just want to help you. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's the best way because it's an act of service. It's not really like you're going into it as a salesperson. You're Mm -hmm. going into it as somebody who's based in service and Mm -hmm. here for the highest and greatest good. And, you know, sometimes the highest and greatest good puts you in uncomfortable situations where you need to face your shit and you need to kind of do the hard thing. Like we were saying before, Uh, it's not always a space to just cop out and be like, well, I'm going to let go and I'm not going to say anything about my program that's coming up. I'm not even going to tell anyone what I do. Just God's going to deliver God, the universe, source, spirit, whatever you want to put in there. Right. Like everything's going to be delivered. Um, You, you kind of still need to show up. Right. (laughs) And part of doing the work and being an entrepreneur is like business development is self-development. Like oh, business development wow. is self development. You're talking dirty. <laughs> I knew it was coming right out of your mouth before you said it. I knew he was gonna freak out. <laughs> wow. It, it's yeah, it's so, really, it's so it, fucking true. Vice versa as well. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's what I. Yeah, personal development is business development, and it's. I think in so many areas of life, people just put things. They like to put things in boxes, and there's like the lines are so blurred. And I love what you said too of like. It's, it's not all about the money and it is like, I think that being an entrepreneur and like my relationship with money has changed so much. And I came, I grew up like pretty well off. Like I never really went without want. Um, I went to a private high school and, uh, almost for, you know, then getting into personal training where you're like, oh, I just want to help people. Then almost like feeling bad about wanting to make money. And it's like, that's just one example of so many things where it's like, no, like it's okay to also want to make money. And it's like, mm-hmm. You know, but like, again, that goes back to like, for a lot of people, I think they think about that as business. Oh, money is business. But really for me, it was the self-awareness of like, oh, what is my relationship with money? Like, what do I need to work on internally to be okay so that I can actually make money? Um, And there's no like, put it, you know, keeping one side over there and one side over here. It's like, it all blurs together. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm just thinking about my own journey with money and like, you know, I used to think that people who made a lot of money were really greedy. And in order for me to like sell my offers, I needed to come up against the fear of like, what if I'm a greedy person? What if I'm a bad person, Mm. you know, and how much development and growth gets to happen in the space of questioning yourself in that way of like, am I greedy? Am I bad? And not in a disempowering way, but like potentially, you know, there's duality everywhere right? Like that's kind of how we exist is like, you have to know sadness in order to know happiness Mm. and you have to know old school happiness to know modern happiness. Oh, (laughs) Oh, nice. Wow. Bam. Man. Intro (laughs) clip right there. Three second intro clip. Bingo, bingo. I'm just coming up with taglines for the podcast. That's all I'm here for. She's trying to get gold stickers over here. Wow. She doesn't even know what she's saying anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, man it's it's so true with this and and i think the the crazy thing like especially money because such a hot topic but like subconsciously if you're not aware of this subconsciously in the back of your head like for your example people have money are greedy and if you don't 
If you're not aware of that and you're trying to make money, subconsciously your brain energetically and even probably maybe even the things you're doing on the surface are not going to work. You're like literally self-sabotaging you. It's like, uh, I think if I want to make a hundred thousand dollars, you know, that takes a lot of work. I'm gonna have to work 80 hours a week, but you became an entrepreneur. So you don't have to work so hard. So now you have this conflicting belief in the back of your head. So subconsciously, you're not going to do the things to get the exact thing that you want, which is, you know, maybe more money or more time freedom. But you know, you think if I grow the business, I have to work more, or if I make money, I'm going to be greedy. You know, it's all in the back working and yeah, like you're naturally going to self-sabotage if there's a part of you that believes that you have to sacrifice your freedom and your joy in order to have the thing that you want. Like that doesn't sound fun. Who would want to do that if there's a belief that you have to work hard? Yeah. Um, uh, two years ago, I was really getting into my own EFT practices, which EFT is also tapping or emotional freedom techniques. And I was working on my mindset around like being successful and money and all the things that like go around with that. And EFT is really cool because it's in a way, it makes me think of hypnosis where it's like you're distracting your conscious mind so that your subconscious mind can come up. You're tapping on your body or, um, you know, changing the way your body's responding to stress that comes up in life. And so I was getting really deep into this practice and I was doing it. I was on like the, the seventh or eighth day of it and I'm in the midst of it. I'm like, 10 minutes into this script that was just like coming out and all of a sudden what came out of my mouth was success means death and I was like who said that (laughs) oh shit where did that one come from and you know that's the crazy amazing thing about the subconscious mind is that like it's responsible for 90% of what we're thinking but oftentimes we don't even realize what it's really saying or what's underneath all of these layers that we're thinking. So as soon as that came up, I was like, no wonder I'm sabotaging. I think I'm going to die. Yeah. Like I think I'm actually in physical danger if I reach this goal I'm aiming for. Wow. Okay. If you don't know EFT or tapping, like just go Google it and you can see what Caitlin's talking about and the script, uh, of kind of what goes through it. But so without going too deep into that, I'm curious, uh, then what? Okay. <laughs> Success equals death. What did you do with that? Awareness is the great first step. What do you do after? Yeah. Um, so I started like really looking at what that meant for me and like where it was built and where it came from and like some of the things that contributed to it, um, past experiences, things that other people had said about it, what I interpreted other people's experience to be. And, um, I sat back and was like, what if, like, what if it actually gets to be proof of life? And, um, like for those of you who don't know my story, like I've had multiple cancer scares and before I started doing this practice, I had a doctor tell me that I might have like very very escalated uh, melanoma in my brain, which was like a death sentence. And so that was part of where this came from. And um, so I started thinking about like, what if this is actually proof of life? What if 
the more I succeed, the more impact I make. What if that's my legacy? And what if my legacy actually gets to fuel my existence? And so I started to build stories in that direction instead of letting, you know, my subconscious mind kind of run with whatever it was believing of it being dangerous and this and that. And um, yeah, so I started building stories of like, okay, proof of life, but also like, okay, if it did mean danger, but I also had more money, I could hire a bodyguard or like, you know, (laughs) like just Mm. kept brainstorming all of these different like gray areas. And I, that's something that I've really been leaning into is like, we often think in just black or white and we forget that there's all these gray areas. You know, we think that if somebody doesn't say hi to us, it immediately means that they don't like us. But there's all these gray areas of like, maybe they didn't hear you. Maybe they, they just like, forgot your name and they felt really awkward (laughs) (laughs) or maybe like they were having a hard day. Right. Yeah. That's so interesting. I do a lot of story work with my clients and I actually had a call earlier today where we were talking through that. He had a rough couple of weeks and it was really just the story he was creating around the situation and how he thought other people would react. And I told him, here's like a trick that I use. Anytime someone comes to me and they say, what if they're like, Oh, what if this doesn't happen? And I say, okay, what if, and like we play it out. I'm like, give me worst case scenario. And nine times out of 10, it's like not the worst thing in the world. It's not ideal. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I love what you said. It's like most people don't play that out. And then I also teach tools to like, okay, that's one scenario. Let's play out like, what are all the possible stories, right? Um, going back to what you were saying, I'm curious, what did success mean to you? Do you feel like your vision as you worked through all that, do you feel like maybe what you thought success was is the shitting what like other people said success was. And then did you maybe redefine that for you, which then led to life or. Yeah, there was definitely a component, definitely a component of like, Oh, it should look this way. I should do this. And I got to prove this person wrong and da da da. Um, and also there was a lot of like beautiful things in there. When I started my business, I was like, oh, I want to work remotely. I want to travel. I want to have my freedom. Like, um, I think like going way back to when I first started, my mission was like freedom in every area possible, like mental, emotional, geographical, financial. And that really spoke to me. Um, but when I started moving through this story and claiming that like, success gets to be proof of life. Um, I really stepped into the space of legacy work, Mm. like to put it simply. So what, uh, tell us about your legacy. What, what do you want to leave? What do you want to build? Um, yeah, I, I really want to definitely encourage people to find their own freedom and like step into a space of liberation. I think that's, you know, really big piece of it. Um, but like going deeper with it is just really building this community where people feel like seen and heard and like they get to be the fullest expression of themselves and, um, they get to be accepted for all the parts of themselves. Like, you know, they get to show up vulnerably. Like I share all the time, like these different experiences that I've had that I'm like, listen, like no one, not everyone's going to agree that it's the most perfect way to deal with things. But like, I know my story will inspire somebody. Um, so yeah, I, I think 
That's a really great question. <laughs> I'm a little stumped, but um, encouraging people to find their own fuel for life and like find their own proof of life, like to really live something that they're proud of, like create their greatest love story ever and start with themselves. I love that. Yeah, I, I really love that. Um, it's interesting. This idea of like purpose has come up a lot for me lately. Um, and it seemed, it seems like you have a very clear why of like why you wake up and what you're doing. And I think that's one thing. It's kind of a, a side conversation, but like why so many people struggle with, or maybe it's like one of the puzzle pieces, right? Like, uh, should I do this? Should I do that? And it's like, they don't really know what they want and they don't know why they're doing it. So, uh, it's cool to hear that. Kaylin, what do you do when things get in the way of your purpose? Maybe self-inflicted, <laughs> shiny object syndrome, or maybe even, you know, someone inviting you to do something that's like, ah, uh, you know, maybe feeling you should, should do it. Uh, or just, you know, anything in life, right? Life happens. So how do you kind of come back to yourself and come back to your purpose? Um, as you're saying that, I'm just, the first thing that comes to mind is screaming into a pillow. <laughs> because, um, and I think the reason that comes to mind is because. Is that part of your morning routine? No, or, like, oh, sorry. Uh, maybe not every morning. <laughs> oh, and it's needed, though. Maybe a little concerning. I wake up, I meditate, I, I do yoga, I <laughs> scream in my pillow. It's better than screaming at like the mailman or something. Oh, for sure. Right? Or in traffic or like really anyone. Yeah. Poor, poor mailman. <laughs> D- dogs chasing them, oh. getting screened up by a bunch of fairies. <laughs> <laughs> the fairies be Caitlin. <laughs> not, not I've multiplied. <laughs> yeah. multiplied. Yeah, yeah. I have a squad. <laughs> yeah, I don't doubt it. I just assume that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I I would say just like feeling it. Yeah, that's like the first thing that comes up for me is, um, a lot of the times we just need to ride our emotional wave and it's easy to get stuck in the emotional wave. You know, we, again, just not that I'm blaming society for everything, but I think that there's a lot that's normalized of like suffering Mm. and, you know, pain only lasts like two minutes max, right? Like the physical body is only going to feel pain for, what is it? 90 seconds. But suffering is something that we're choosing you know, and so like when it comes down to something getting in the way, oftentimes it's actually just we're not connected with ourselves fully. You know, we're thinking like, oh, I have to do this to please this person. And if I do this, then I'll get this or, um, you know, like whatever. There's so many different things that could come up. Um, but really like moving through that emotional wave and coming home to yourself because your emotions aren't an actual, they are you, but they're not like a full depiction of your truest self. And so moving through that and then making a choice from who you are, where you want to be. I just, I moved from New York to Colorado like a little over a year ago and I was, I'm, I'm a bit of a social butterfly. I mean, like a lot of friends. And so recently I've been having to be mindful of, saying no to invitations as a projector mm, yep, <laughs> it's like yep. the reminder that you don't have to take every invitation has been really um something that i keep coming back to recently and 
yeah, I think when you come home to yourself, you come home to your purpose and you realize how big it is and how much more important it is than going to meet Tommy at the bar for a beer. Yeah. I love, I love how you started that whole thing. <laughs> Not where I expected <laughs> to go. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, just like, you know, feeling the emotion. I <laughs> trying to do a little more TikTok, um, doing the old sit in the car and talk to the camera thing. And, uh, just what was coming up for me because um, I went for a run. I don't, I don't, I don't even know what day it is. I uh, went for a run, uh, yeah, Friday to like, I don't know, stressing out, just anxiety, like for no fucking reason kind of. But maybe I'll, there's a reason for it. But I tried to run to clear my head and I just couldn't get rid of those thoughts. And all of a sudden after like 30 minutes, like turn the podcast and music off, just, just listen to myself and my breath and the footsteps. And um, all of a sudden I just like laughed. I'm like, it's so funny in like a year from now whatever I'm fucking worried about is going to seem probably so small or just won't matter at all. And just having that reminder was like, kind of allowed me to smile a little bit and just kind of like move through it and like not have to like sit and solve this freaking problem. But just to like, dude, this is, this is like what we signed up for as humans. This is life. We are going to experience this, this pain, the sadness and guess what? The last time you experienced that, it went away and then you felt good again. But that also went away. And it's just like, there's this great, actually there's really good clip of, um, Tom Hanks sitting at like a, like a bunch of other actors all around him. And he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, when there's a bad time, this too shall pass. And when there's a good time, this too shall pass. And like, this is it. We're just moving through this and there's no like holding on to like, you want to hold on to the good times, but you, you can't. And you just want to push through the bad times, but you can't. So it's like, it's fine. You just to kind of ride it out, feel it. Um, and then, you know, I think ultimately, I don't know. Now I'm going to kind of go back on myself a little bit. But I think when you ask yourself better questions, like you mentioned, like you, you're going to get better answers from it too. Um, at the same time, I think there comes a point where it's like, just chill the fuck out. <laughs> go to bed, wake up tomorrow. Yeah. Probably be a little better community talking to people all this stuff's important but uh i think like not beating yourself up for it mm-hmm. but yeah i just kind of like where you went with that because my when i was asking the question i was like i was more coming from the point of view in maybe even the business point of view where it's like have this purpose i want to help people this way but then it's like oh maybe i'll tr- start doing some facebook ads like what's uh you know that and that's causing you pain and frustration it's like do I even need to be doing this? Like, why am I doing this? Or like, oh, let's jump on TikTok or whatever it is. Um, more of those. And then you kind of ended with it. Like, yeah, you don't, you don't need to take every invite that's out there. You don't need to be on every social media platform. You don't yeah. need to do all the things. Yeah, for sure. You know, and I, I definitely relate with like the pressure to be on all these different platforms and to be doing all these different things. And there's so much value in diversifying your reach and, also, you know, there's this talk about like being omnipresent and having people always see you and all this stuff. And I think one thing that comes up for me is like, it's okay if people miss you. Like, it's okay to have a little mystery. It's kind of sexy, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> like you don't have to do all the things and be in all the places. Like sometimes it's just pretty hot to like <laughs> let people miss you. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I took a break. During the holidays, I was on social media, but I wasn't posting, which is very unlike me. Fuck nine days. It's like, I just need to not be there right now. 
And uh, yeah, I got like four or five messages. We're like, where you been? Miss you. I'm like, oh, it feels good. That feels nice. People are actually <laughs> thinking about me. Yeah, and it like refills your cup too. Yeah. You know, it it feels good to have people be like, hey, you know, I really resonate with what you're doing, and I miss getting that nourishment from what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think you brought up something interesting, Matt, where it is having like a clear purpose, but it's also combined with like knowing yourself really well. <clears throat> and I think when we lose either one of those is like when we can get off, right? Because maybe you have a strong purpose, which is like the examples you gave. So you're like, okay, I'm going to be on TikTok. I'm going to do Facebook ads, whatever. But part of that is also showing up like that's authentic with you, you know, because if you think about Oprah, Tony Robbins, like you know, they kind of carved a path. So they just did it their way. And now people are trying to mimic that, but that's not necessarily what's going to work with them. So it's still just like ties so strongly to like, why are you doing what you're doing? And then who are you? You know, you talked about being a projector and the invitation, like that's been huge for me of like waiting for an invitation and also learning that like, what kind of recognition is behind that invitation? Cause yeah, it's like, like you said, you don't have to accept every invitation. And, um, What's cool about what you said is, yeah, most people would probably not expect listening to this podcast and being like, wow, there's a lot of wisdom. There's a lot of insight. Oh, she screams in a pillow. What? <laughs> but yeah, like maybe that's, yeah. yeah, you just need to like do it. You know, like, um, it's funny you say that as I'm thinking about it, sometimes like getting aggression out for me, it's like working out like mm-hmm. fitness or like running really fast. Right. And sometimes you need to do something with that energy. Um, so it's like, yeah, figuring out what works for you. Yeah, that's what our last guest was uh, talking about, like uh, the dance, static dancing or whatever she called it, I think. Um, um, yeah, it's on the tip of my tongue. Static dancing, yeah, something like that. But it's like, yeah, we just need to like get it out. But tell I really love what you said about Oprah and, and Tony Robbins. It's like, yeah, we already have a Tony Robbins. We already have an Oprah. We don't need another one. What we need is fucking you, all of you. And that's what you were saying, Caitlin, as far as like your purpose and helping people like live fully like themselves and i love that and that's something i try to remove the try that's something Let's i go. that's something i help my clients with um is you know leaning into who they are like yo don't show up on instagram like me i'm weird and i'm loud and you know constantly people are like love your energy i'm like i was just i just said hi like what are you talking about um but that's just like how, how i roll and that's how who i am like you show up as you and that's gonna resonate and it's gonna make life so much easier going to feel so much better totally the thing that comes to me hearing you say that is like momentum like if you are looking at somebody else you're looking at oprah or you're looking at whoever the heck you're looking at and you're like oh they did it this way let me do what they're doing you actually like it's going to be stop and go because you're going to keep waiting for what they're doing. You're going to wait to figure out how they did it and all this stuff instead of just following your own momentum of how you tend to show up and um, letting your mission lead the way. You know, it comes back to that like, oh, your business has a consciousness. Like, it's also like your mission and your purpose on this planet. Like, we are all, I think, we are all little puzzle pieces and we all come together in our own unique ways. And if you try to copy another puzzle piece and go into their corner, sorry, but you're not going to fit, right? Like you're not meant to be there. And that's a really good thing because where you belong in the puzzle is crucial. So stop stopping yourself. It was a really satisfying example. I just see myself just snuggling into a little, you know, <laughs> you know, that last Feels piece good, just right? popping in there. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, when you get that piece that lines up with the other piece of the puzzle, it feels so good. Yeah. Does anyone do puzzles anymore? I got a donut puzzle. I was actually thinking about laying it out on this table. Get cracking I'm, at I'm that. here for it. I actually I used to do puzzles so much as a kid with yeah. my grandparents. I love it. Be, be a puzzle piece. The be next your own episode is going to be just you guys doing, <laughs> just a, doing puzzles. That actually might not be bad. We'll just do a puzzle and chit chat. Yeah. Perfect. We'll love that. We'll eat donuts, <laughs> drink beer. Um, okay. S- switching gears. Caitlin, we sent you a questionnaire and we asked, what piece of advice would you give your younger self? Do you remember? You mm-hmm. said, I can see it in your eyes. That's why oh. I asked. Trust the vision. Believe in magic. Mm, yeah. Tell me more. Hmm. It came to me, like, as you were saying it. At first, I was like, uh-oh, what did I write? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I felt that a little. <laughs> Thank you. For That's why I drew it out, you know. <laughs> Trust the vision, believe in magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, believe in the magic. Trust the vision. Um, I, I said before I wanted to go into the publishing industry and be an author and um, – I wound up getting totally diverted from the publishing industry while trying to get into the publishing industry. Mm. Um, I wrote an illustrated kids book, published it, and wow, got really good at marketing because I wanted this <coughs> book to get in as many hands as possible. Um, it was teaching families how to communicate through sign language to kids with disabilities or um, infants, which is... Side note, really cool because it increases their IQ and it helps them communicate earlier and all these wonderful things. So I got really stoked on it and I learned about marketing and I just like hustled over the span of the year, like writing, illustrating, figuring out the publishing industry, figuring out how to get it out there, learning about marketing, all these different things. And I like I remember growing up and always seeing myself like running shit. Being this like boss, boss babe, yeah, hashtag boss babe, yeah, for sure. I saw it when you walked in. Never, yeah, yeah. yeah. She flew in on her fairy wings, (laughs) actually, (laughs) with her carrots. Yes, (laughs) it's all coming back. Throwing carrots all over the room. Is that what those are? (laughs) I can only imagine, um, like the illustrations for our golden ticket offer that we're gonna have be you as a fairy matt's gonna be a fiery being yeah. there'll be carrots everywhere i don't know what i'm gonna be, gonna be f- like hulk pose I uh, imagine. as long as i'm swimming in the willy wonka's chocolate <laughs> river yeah definitely, <laughs> yeah. definitely. Yeah. i feel like you're just gonna be chilling just chilling like maybe you have a cigar or something oh i like that okay yeah. cool <laughs> i took one uh creative writing class in college and my professor smoked a cigar during class it was great what <laughs> It was outside, <laughs> yeah, outside so. on the lawn, but uh, yeah, we won't. That's another story. I don't know. Ever since you said writing, that's been in my head. So now it's <laughs> well, out. I'm glad now we can all join the visual. Yes, <laughs> he's Perfect. he's one of the most impactful professors I've ever had. So that's amazing. Nice. Yeah, those creatives, they're really incredible. They're yeah, inspiring. we okay. I'll say this: we walked in. So I went to a liberal arts college. So it was not really, we had to take a lot of humanities. So it wasn't necessary. It was uh, writing in the creative process, not creative writing. So we like really made a point to make that known because I was an exercise science major. Um, But I was mostly in a class with writers, writing majors. And the first two weeks he made us all say out loud, repeat after me, I know nothing. And we had to say it out loud. And he's just like, 
that unlearning, which was really, really cool. And then he just like made a big point to say that like most people loving have written. They like wearing their like hipster clothes and go in their coffee shop and being writers, but they don't actually love the writing. And uh, yeah, it's always stuck with me, like parallels to so many other things. So, so interesting. Yes. That's a whole rabbit hole that we could For sure. dive into. But you were, you know, it's in the rabbit hole. Okay, fucking baby carrots. <laughs> Willy Wonka. Wow. Oh, yeah. Chocolate River as well. Yeah, maybe some golden eggs. I know golden, it sounds like we're less and less sober as this episode goes on. Totally sober. <laughs> but this is three days no coffee for me. This is what yeah. happens, I guess. Oh. It's actually pretty normal for me. If anything, I haven't said penis yet, so. <laughs> there it is. Check it off. I feel, I feel better now. I feel a lot yeah, better now. Like, yeah. There was uh, a little tension yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel okay. so much better now. All right. So You wrote a book. Okay. Yeah. Really good at marketing. <laughs> Circling back now. Um, yeah. So I just remember like growing up and having this vision of like, like running an office or something. And I never really knew what it was, but I always knew I wanted to be a writer. So I just assent, like, I assumed that it was publishing industry, Manhattan. Like I grew up on Long Island and that was always everyone's dream was like, get a big job in Manhattan. Um, and so to make a very long magical story, slightly short, but I'm a projector. So we're going to keep it rolling pretty long. Yeah. Um, I published the book. I did all of these different PR things and I wound up being approached by this wonderful man. He's, his name is Steve. What up, Steve? What up, Steve? <laughs> Steve. <laughs> we remember him. I actually messaged him last week to give him some credit for being an awesome human being. Um, he has a few grandchildren and he came up to me and he purchased like five books and I was like, oh, amazing. Thank you so much. Like the proceeds go to this foundation and da, 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 and this is the mission. And he was like really impressed with it. And then he was like, I would really love to hire you. And I was like, oh, no, it's a book. Like you just buy the book. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, you're done. Yeah. <laughs> Check. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, no, I want to hire you. And I was like, I am so confused. <laughs> and he reflected back to me that I had a gift for marketing, which I had never seen before. Mm. Um, but I had always that like recognition. Yeah. The invitation to like step in. And so he was like the invitation into entrepreneurship. He mentored me. He helped me set my prices. He helped me like book out my roster within the first month by giving me all these referrals. And, wow. um, Steve, what a guy, such an incredible human being. Also, this was back in 2014. And I remember he got a Bitcoin machine oh. in the cafe. And I think about it to this day. I'm like, wow. man, maybe he's an alien. Maybe he's from the future. And he just knew. But he he went for the Bitcoin like right out the gate. <laughs> mm. I had a friend in uh, or acquaintance more in, in high school who was touting Bitcoin in, throughout college, and I went through college twenty uh, two thousand eight two thousand twelve, and uh, he he was like buy Bitcoin buy Bitcoin. I'm like oh, okay, and uh, now that kid's a millionaire and buys his and kids. You're kicking yourself in the ass. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Sitting on a beanbag chair. That's, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would, have, I would yeah. have this no matter how much money I have. This beanbag chair but is awesome. But if you if you invested in Bitcoin, you'd have at least two beanbag chairs. Yeah, okay. We would all be on beanbag chairs. I'm on Amazon right now buying another beanbag chair. 
<laughs> Listen, Matt is exactly where he's supposed to be. That's right. He was not supposed to invest in Bitcoin. Right. Now I got some Gary Vee NFTs. I'm rocking and rolling, baby. Yeah. I got some, I got some fucking frogs. I'm sure those will pan out. Dude, get you some carrots. As soon as he drops a carrot NFT. Wow. I hope so. Just saying. Just coming back to those carrots. <laughs> can't can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> okay, so I'm glad I shared that story. Yeah. yeah. Steve <laughs> the man. Steve the man. So he mentored me. Um yeah, and I just you know, I feel like so many of us this is probably so relatable where it's like we all have this vision, we're not totally sure what it is or how it comes together and all this stuff and so I started developing this vision of like running my own business and working remotely and having all this freedom and had no idea how it was going to come about. A year later, I meet another mentor who, similar story, learned that I was doing marketing, learned that I had published a book, and um, he mentored me for the next, like, well, honestly, he mentored me until... Um, he passed away like two or three years ago and he, I would call him and he'd always make time for me. And, um, he gave me a position that allowed me to travel, work for my computer, hone my craft more, you know, and it was like such a magical story. It was like, I was waitressing at the time. I was like in my early twenties and, um, he was supposed to be sat in a different section of the restaurant and he wound up in my section and we just like had this conversation and he's like, I want to hire you. And, you know, so that's where I'm like, just trust that it's working out and trust in the magic and like stay open to it because like so much of my journey of growth, like I believe in magic because I've literally seen it of these crazy synchronicities that I would never expect. And these things that got revealed to me that like I felt slightly you know I had like this loose depiction of what it was supposed to be and it over time just revealed itself you know and I, I think so much of the time it's like oh we got to figure out the future I've, I've got to get into Manhattan I've got to be in the publishing industry like that's the <laughs> should right mm. but it's like what's the gray area what are all these other things that we have no idea the potential for because we're we're trying to figure it out with the limitations of our own minds yeah, when you say believe in the magic, do you feel like it was that you didn't believe in magic or you just, if I'm hearing you, it's like, that's not how things were supposed to happen of like, you just meet someone and they offer you a job and then it just didn't, didn't seem like the way where you were like, you had mentioned before planning everything out. Well, I think like, yeah, how did you like, the guy offers Steve, offers you this job, where do you go? Like, no, I'm supposed to be in Manhattan, you know? writing books. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, I would say the magic is like the trust. Mm. Um, I was a bit of a muggle for a while. Yeah. I really didn't believe in magic for a while. Um, fucking Harry Potter reference. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. I love it. I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm glad I caught it. I'm just happy I caught that. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, I think anytime I have been in quote unquote, like the wrong place or going in quote unquote, the wrong direction, um, there's been some kind of invitation or something that literally landed in my lap where it's like, you know, 
if I were to follow the path that I thought I was supposed to go on, it would be so boring. It mm. would not be magical at all. Like um, the second mentor I had, his name was Randy and he offered me this position and he wouldn't tell me it was a startup. And so he couldn't tell me a lot about it. So he was like, I want to hire you, but I can't tell you what for, <laughs> you know, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, what is this? Sounds, this sounds legit. This <laughs> sounds horrifying. You're going to go to this train station. You're going to run through this <laughs> wall. <laughs> then I'll explain everything. Yeah. Did Randy have a mustache perchance? <laughs> big old beer. He yeah. was like beer. Yeah. seven yeah. foot four. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Cane, big pointy hat. <laughs> Middle name. <laughs> no, I've, I've lost it. I was going to say Gandalf. That's Lord of the Rings, isn't it? Yeah. Fuck me. I mean, yeah. What's the dude's name? Griff. Dum- Fuck it. Dumbledore. Dumbledore. No, no, that's, well, yeah, Dumbledore. Yeah, but um, Hagrid is Hagrid who actually. Is, is who comes and saves. Yeah. The, must, the mustache. Who gets her. Yeah, but why do Dumbledore and Gandalf really look so much alike? They yeah. They have such similar... I feel like it's our perception of what I can't. I can't. That person's supposed to be. I can't separate them in my mind. So, you know, it's just like I don't know. Yeah, the illustrated Jesus looks the same everywhere, like a white man, but like never a woman. Yeah, or (laughs) some other ethnicity, which he was not white, so doesn't even make sense. Yeah, but um, I like this whole magic thing because, and then like talk about manifestation been leaning into this and that book over there that I, that I pulled up earlier, um, money flows to me or dollars flow to me effortlessly shit that I've heard before for some reason, the way he said it, the whole idea of abundance kind of clicked a little bit more and I would sit in this beanbag chair and I would feel what it feels like to be abundant. Squeeze your butt cheeks. Yeah. Get that juice. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) dispensa, get that juice flowing up through the brain or whatever. Uh, anybody, (laughs) <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, that's um, actually how Bueller, Joe Spencer talks about becoming it. supernatural, supernatural, whatever. Yeah, I remember reading. Yeah, you sit, meditate, squeeze the juices from the buttocks up to the crown of the head. I <laughs> 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 definitely calls it juices. And you will live forever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You have everything you ever wanted. Ten thousand dollar check will show up in your mailbox tonight. Um, but seriously, you know, you're gonna I'm, get a second bean bag delivered tomorrow. Wow, wouldn't that be wild? <laughs> like, sorry for the late delivery. <laughs> Got this thing like three months ago. Uh, that'd be fun. Uh, anyway, you know, really feeling that abundance and it's, it's like this should, like I should be getting clients through a launch one-on-one clients, blah, 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 blah. All of a sudden, Mr. Sleaford over here does a webinar to some personal trainers. He gets like 50 followers, a few connections. He sends them my way. Cause he's like, mm, they're not really good fits, but they'd be perfect for your business program. And I land two clients. And all of a sudden, without me asking, a client that I, she graduated like a year ago, like will not stop referring me clients on Instagram. Like, hey, Jill, this is my business coach, Matt. You're going to fucking love him. Uh, Matt, this is Jill. She's a personal trainer, blah, blah. And like, again, graduated a year ago. Have, you know, we, we chat a little bit. She lives in Boulder, but like, man, I hope she doesn't stop. But it's like, where was this? You know, but all of a sudden, all it's just coming to me and didn't have to come through a launch. I'm just yeah. getting clients and. Um, you know, getting on sales calls more without me having to do fucking anything. It's fucking magic. Yeah. It's incredible. Trust the magic. Yeah. It's all happening. It's so nice. It's kind of like kind of full circle, you know, like still do the things. I'm not, not marketing myself. Like those people get referred to me. What are they going to do? They're probably going to check out my Instagram to see if I'm legit or I know what I'm talking about. So let's see my content. So it's like still doing this stuff, but then leave the room for magic. Don't feel like you have to do it all yourself is kind of 
what I'm hearing and feeling and what I'm seeing in my own life, but even from your story, like, ta-da, here's Steve. Here's Randy. Randy. Yeah, yeah. Gandalf. <laughs> Dumbledore. <laughs> Sick. I, I love have it. that YouTube from, like, 2008 or 2000. Yeah. Dumbledore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hermione. Harry yeah, Potter. Yeah. Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what is that? Looking like tick, uh, Vine. <laughs> It's probably a little longer. Oh, uh, well, this is yeah, wonderful. This is I feel like it feels like a good like just chit chatting over here. It's so much fun. Um, Caitlin, if uh, is there anything, any final words you want to say to the audience since we have you here? Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Um, one, thank you. This has been really fun. Yeah, <laughs> so fun. It has. Um, yeah, and two, just keep going after it. You know, like really believe in it, believe in yourself, um, trust that you're on the right path. And yeah, if any of you feel the call to connect, if you want to join my fairy club, if you are also a reincarnated mm. fairy, I'd love to hear about it and, and connect and build tree houses together. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm in. You can Sold. find me on Instagram and DM me all your fairy stuff. <laughs> yes, we'll have it all in a link in the bio. No, what am I saying? Just what is it called? Show notes. Show notes. Nailed it. Um, it'll all be there. Find Caitlin there. Um, she's awesome. It's been great getting to know you. Like what? Like a year and a half, maybe more. Yeah. It's been it's been a hot while. Not a hot minute. Just a hot while. A while. Just wow. doing wow. in it. Just steaming. Just doing in the heat pile of. While. While. <laughs> Guess what? Yeah, some carrots this stew, and we've got a golden ticket. I don't know if that worked really well, but I feel like that's where we should close off. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we're, we're yeah. so deep in the rabbit hole. Um, I think this is a good space. Perfect. If you made it this far, we love you. Uh, go find Caitlin. Connect with her. She's the best. And until next time, peace. Peace.